0: Hello friends, I'm back. My apologies for the lack of episodes lately, but I was away on vacation and it's taken me a little while to get back into the swing of things. Actually, if I'm being honest, I'm still not back in the swing of things yet, but I'm trying. I'm really trying. But anyway, that's okay. Today's episode is all about measurement, so let's get started. Welcome to the Jess Talks ABA podcast with me, I'm Jess, a BCBA who is still trying to navigate the big world of applied behavior analysis. Join me as I try to break down common topics of applied behavior analysis and attempt to make things make just a little more sense. All right, measurement. I figured today I would cover a few different types of measurement, but not all of them since there are quite a lot. I'll divide the measurement topic over two or maybe more episodes depending on how many I can get through each day. So today I wanted to focus on frequency, rate, duration, latency, and inter-response time. So let's begin. Our first unit of measurement is frequency. And frequency essentially means how many times something has happened during an observation period. This is not to be confused with rate, but we will get into that later. So let's look at an example. Let's say a child is visiting their grandparents for an afternoon. And for the sake of this example, let's say their visit is about two hours. The observer is curious to see how many times the child asks their grandparents for a cookie. So every time the child asks their grandparents for a cookie, the observer makes a tally onto a piece of paper. Once the child is picked up by their parents and the visit is over, the observer looks at the number of tallies that they have made during the entire duration of the visit, which is two hours. They add them all up, and that gives us our frequency. So let's say the child asks their grandparents for a cookie 10 times over the two-hour visit. The frequency of cookie-requesting behavior is therefore 10. Now let's talk about rate, which sometimes can be confused with frequency, but rate is when you take the frequency of the behavior and you divide that over the time of the observation period. So usually you'll see rate reported as responses per minute. So, using our example above, our child asked their grandparents for cookies 10 times over 2 hours. So, calculating rate can be done in a few different ways. First, we can divide the number of requests, which was 10, by the time of the observation period, which was 2 hours. And that gives us the result that our child asked for cookies at a rate of 5 times per hour. Because we were taking 10 responses divided by 2 hours, that equals 5 times per hour. If we are curious to see the same rate in minutes, we can take the total frequency of requests, which was 10, and divide it by the total number of minutes, which is 120, and that gives us a rate of requesting for cookies at about 0.08 times per minute. But let's use an example that's a little bit easier to calculate. So let's say the same child is visiting their grandparents another day of the week before lunch, so they are very hungry. We observe the child for 10 minutes, and in that 10-minute window, they ask for cookies 20 times. To calculate the rate, we take the total frequency of requests, which is 20, and divide it by the time of the observation, so that's 10 minutes. So, 20 divided by 10 is 2. So therefore, the child is requesting for cookies at a rate of 2 times per minute. The main difference between frequency and rate is that frequency, which can also sometimes be referred to as count, is the total number over an observation period. So frequency, total number, doesn't matter how long the observation period is. It's just how many times did it happen during that observation. Rate, however, is concerned with how many responses per unit of time, typically reported in responses per minute. So, while we do have, say, 10 requests over a two-hour period when we look at frequency, rate might be concerned with how many responses occur over one hour, or how many responses per minute. Now let's take a look at duration, and duration measures how long a behavior occurs from start to finish. That's it. How long does a behavior occur from start to finish? So, for example, we're concerned with a child's thumb-sucking behavior. So we're watching this child, and as soon as they place their thumb in their mouth, we start the timer. Now as soon as they take their thumb out of their mouth, we stop the timer. When we look at the amount of time on our timer from the start to the end of thumb sucking, that's our duration. Simple as that. Duration is measuring how long a behavior occurs from the start of the behavior to the end of behavior. So next, we have latency. And this one can be confusing, but I promise it's not so bad once you know what you're looking for. And latency measures the time between a stimulus or an event to the onset of a behavior. So we are measuring the time between when a stimulus or event is presented and how long it takes for that behavior to occur. So for example, if a parent asks their child to clean their room, how long does it take before they comply? That's our latency. How long does it take? So here, the stimulus or event is the request to clean presented by the parent. So the observer would start the timer once the parent is finished making the request. Parent says, clean your room. Observer starts the timer. The behavior is cleaning the room, so the observer would not stop the timer until the child begins to clean. So parent requests, clean your room. Observer starts the timer. Then finally, when the child starts to clean, they stop. Let's say the parent asks their child to clean their room and their child takes their time. They're finished, you know, playing with a toy. And then five minutes later, they start to clean. This would mean that our latency is five minutes. Another example you can look at is when a traffic light turns red. How long does it take us to step on the brake when the light turns red? Here we would start our timer when the light changes color and we won't stop the timer until the person or us, we place our foot and we press on the brake. So while duration is concerned with how long a behavior occurs, latency is concerned with how long it takes for a behavior or response to start when you're presented with an event or a stimulus. And finally, the last unit of measurement that I want to cover today is interresponse time. And this one is concerned with the time between two successive responses. So for example... Let's say you're on a road trip with your family and your child is screaming in the backseat. So your child is screaming and screaming and finally they stop. They stop for five seconds and then they start to scream again. Those five seconds in between episodes of screaming is what we call our inter-response time. It's how much time has passed between the end of one behavior. So here, how much time has passed from the end of one screaming episode to the start of the next Latency can often be confused with inter-response time, but the biggest difference here is that latency is looking at how long it takes for a behavior to start, while inter-response time is looking at how much time has passed between successive behaviors. And I'm going to leave it here for this week's episode, and next week I'll finish off measurement and maybe cover a few other things on the task list related to measurement as well. We'll see how I feel. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Jess Talks ABA podcast. As always, you can find me on Instagram at jess.talks.aba, where I post lots of pictures and supplemental materials to the topics that I cover in these episodes. I try my best to post every Monday slash Tuesday on this podcast. So tune in next week for my next episode.